Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible Belt Bros Podcast. I'm here with finally my friend Andrew. I'm back. He's, he's still on this podcast. We were having second thoughts of Contrary not, to all belief, I am here. Contrary to the, everyone's hopes and dreams, you're still here. <laughs> And today we have a special guest. He is a youth pastor. He lives off that tithe money. He uh, ministers to students, right? Yeah, I do. And I do. little kids, and and he's here in our house. I typically love off, live off drug money, but the tithe is good, too, whenever we get that. So whatever we can do. There's one time we were in uh, Houston, Texas, on a mission trip, <laughs> and uh, we time? actually were at a park doing a Bible study yeah. and noticed mm-hmm. that there was uh, a drug deal going on. Oh, yeah. So we took the drugs, and then we didn't know what to do with it. Like, we took the drugs. So we smoked them? No, we put it in right. the offering plate at the <laughs> church we were hanging out at. Oh, wow. Nice. And, uh, That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and then we, we heard stories months later where they were, like, praising the Lord for somebody giving up their addiction. Oh, and we're like, no. uh, let's just let them, think, uh, yeah. let them keep thinking that. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that, that's a good story. I went on them. a mission trip to Mission Arlington. Yeah, it was probably my first mission trip. And in that time, we were, uh, we, Mission Arlington, I don't know how it was, you know, I don't know how it is now, but about 10, 15 years ago, it was a little more ghetto. And we would stay in these little ghetto churches and we were in an apartment complex. We were working in an apartment complex. And every night when we'd go back to the church, we'd lay down, we'd sleep and you'd be woke up in the middle of the night by gunshots. And so, um, we had all these teenagers. I was the teenager too. And at one point I walked outside and there's these three people just beating the fire out of each other. And like, I didn't know if they're going to get stabbed. And like, we had to minister to those people. So at a 14 year old level, that's, that's pretty scary. So, but, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Of course. (laughs) I actually do want to talk a little bit about youth ministry. I previously, it's, it's been what, like 10 years since I've been in youth ministry. Yeah. So, is that legally? Like you're not allowed to be back in it, or is that? No, <laughs> yeah, they have a restraining order. <laughs> there's a there's a restraining order. Yeah, yeah. No, but what I I was uh, talking to the youth pastor at our church, and I was Do you gonna, have one at your church? Kind of. Okay. He hangs out okay, with yeah. the kids. No. So exactly. yeah, a youth pastor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what they do. Yeah, a glorified Pizza babysitter hangs out with kids. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> well, and uh, I'm going to ask you this okay. because I don't know if I could handle youth ministry anymore you know kids one they annoy me Mm. but then two ministry is different now than what it was 10 years ago kids are going through a lot of different things so you i met you you were a student at cornerstone church Mm -hmm. right yep before my sex change before your sex change and it was a very um awkward time (laughs) To like, do you go with the girls' cabin or the boys' cabin at Falls? Yeah, we, we did kind of slept in the middle, so. <laughs> so but, that's why you shop at Target. Yes, okay. that's why. That's why. Yeah, well, it's, it's too rich for my blood. I'm more of a Dollar General guy, <laughs> the DG for life. And so, how has youth ministry changed? Because to me, it, there was it was pretty more surface level. It was a lot of fun and games. But I hear some of the stories of the kids now, what they're dealing with. Uh, how have you had to adapt to those changes? Yeah, youth ministry is different. Um, I, w- I grew up in the student ministry. Uh, my my senior pastor, my boss right now, is my youth pastor, or was my youth pastor at that point. Um, it is a different animal. Like I, I think about 15 years ago, I think about 2002, 2003 in that time, Like it felt like the wild, wild west compared to what it is today. The wild, wild west. <laughs> and uh, we just did everything and anything. And maybe that was just our church. Maybe we just broke a lot of rules. Um, but it was, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. Like today it's a little cleaner, a little more sanitized. I think there is still issues, but I mean, I don't, there's nothing new under the sun, right? 
And so I don't, I, the issues that kids are dealing with today really, I mean, it's still the same issues they're dealing with then. It's identity. It's, 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 it's sadness. It's pain. It's depression. It's still the same thing everyone's dealt with. I mean, the way it's changed probably is more or less, um, a little less family oriented. Um, there's not, a, I mean, a lot more divorce, a lot more brokenness in that area. I think that maybe 10 years ago, maybe I don't have statistics on that, but that's what it feels like. And so you have a lot more busyness going on too. So everything competes with student ministry on Wednesday nights. I remember back in the day, they never had Wednesday night sports or Wednesday night practice or Wednesday night plays. And that's all, that's the norm. I, I see youth ministry shifting to a Sunday night model even because of, of all the competition with Wednesday nights. And so that's some of the things I've seen. So you're just going to conform to the world? Yes. Instead well, now, of changing. Well, that's been my whole life. Seeing Springs in general, they don't do Wednesday night activities, do uh, they? do. do, they? They yeah, do there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of that. So um, I wish I knew someone on the school board, but I don't. Um, do you need you guys? No, I'm just kidding. I don't think so. Um, no, just <laughs> kidding. Isn't our pastor on the school yeah. board? <laughs> He's run the it? president yeah. of the school board. No, um, there are. Yeah, there, there's quite a bit of stuff. So, see, I've even checked out of the youth ministry. Yeah. Right, so I don't even know. So youth ministry doesn't have a biblical precedent, right? I mean, there's right. nothing in the Bible that says that you need to have right. a youth ministry. Well, I, I, would, I would say that could be with Sunday morning church also. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The ecclesia, okay. Um, well, but yes, youth ministry. You've no, obviously never listened to our podcast. No, I've, 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 I've kind of, I've checked it out a little bit. Um, there, but there, for uh, let's just talk student ministry. Like there is really no true precedent for it, and so all we're trying to do is help inform and and guide families alongside what they should be doing. Like a student pastor's job, as bad as it sounds, I love all student pastors in our community, but like it should really not even be there most of the time. It should honestly be, um, like uh, the, I'm saying a lot of things. The goal of a student pastor is to affirm the things that the parents are teaching at the home, but that is 90% not what happens. Or what they should be teaching at the home. Exactly. Because as a friend says, nine times out of 10, half the time, Megan, uh, <laughs> yes. that the parents aren't going to church. They're just dropping their kids They're off. Dropping their kids off. And, and, and we are blessed at Hillspring because we do have a lot of parents that are involved and a lot of parents that um, do both. But it's still, you live in a culture, and even in Sand Springs, I know we're Bible, Belt, Buckle, all those, you know. But you're in a culture that just has so much saturation of works-based religion on top of I got to look clean on top of also don't mess with me about my spirituality. So, like, there's just a lot of weird things in in the culture, even here in Sand Springs. And so, I don't know. I do love youth ministry, though. I really do. I'm not down on it. I think it is. I, when I say there's no biblical precedent, I'm glad, I'm glad we get to do it. I think it is an important ministry. My life has changed in student ministry. That's a good plug to... Did I answer anything there? I don't know. Okay, good. By the way, I don't know if I ever said your name. Uh, Matt Barnett. Hey, I'm Matt Barnett. How are you guys? <laughs> good job, Dusty. Hey, you know what's really funny? Okay, so you grew up in Cornerstone, yep. right? It's Cornerstone. And yep. then you guys changed the name to Hillspring yep. to be more relevant, have a dot .tv at the end, <laughs> Yes. match that life church, you know, yes. look. Oh, man, all I want to do is be Craig Rochelle. I went to a... I visited a church, a new church plant in Tulsa. Uh, guess what their name was? What? Cornerstone. So the, we changed our name. There's a lot of reasons. Like, dude, if you go to Mardell's, like, who would want to, honestly? But if you had to. Christ alone. Yeah. <laughs> Cornerstone. Anytime we ask for our, like, you know, you know, we put something on a charge account, there's like 150 Cornerstones in, in like a 10-mile radius. So you have that issue. And then I think, like, right down the road from us was another church called Cornerstone. And the pastor was, like, embezzling a bunch of money. And so we're getting calls all the time, like, so why is your pastor stealing money? 
And I was like, well, like, you guys don't know about that yet. Like, we are, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, but honestly, what... we went to two campuses for a little bit there, and we, we had always wanted to change the name. It was time. The mm-hmm. Cornerstone holds a – we had a big split in 2007, and a lot of people still hold that. In Like, when you think of Cornerstone, you think of a big split. Um, I don't. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people do, though. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, that's that church that split. And, you know, because there's people you don't even want at your church anyway. I know, I know. But we were, I mean, we were pretty, I mean, we were running 700 people at that point. Number yeah. drop. And it dropped. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I will drop my numbers all day long and tell you that I run 10 kids every Wednesday night. And I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, we just want to change. So, so cleverly, right? If that's a word, we're in Berry Hill and we're in Sand Springs. So, Hill Spring, there we go. So, Oh, not that you're on top of a hill. See, I always thought it was just because you're on top of a hill on 41st yeah. Street. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> but didn't your other campus have the name first? It did. Yep. That's And so that was a thing we learned, just a marketing thing. Like we, um, if you looked at the way our graphics worked, um, it was, Hillspring was a very small part, and then there was this big cornerstone, and they just kept getting bigger with the Hillspring, and we finally just we gave up. So you guys prefer Berry Hill over Sand Springs, because it could have been Spring Hill. Well, everyone thinks we're Spring Hill, so that's why we're, we're, we're either Hillsong, uh, Spring Hills, <laughs> Hill Springs. I mean, we're everything. So uh, if you were Hillsong, man, you'd be paying those royalties. <laughs> <laughs> we did a see of the poll, and our band did it, and we called ourselves Hill Spring United. So um, it was stupid, but um, uh, but like a yeah, joke. no, I hate Berry Hill, so no, that has nothing to do with it. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do love it. no, they're okay. If your kid wants to come, I do love it. Bear Hill just had a bomb in their neighborhood last week. So just, I mean, just think about that. So, so, so uh, one thing with youth ministry is it's not all fun and games, right? Yes, it is. No, it is. It is fun It's and basically games. that, yeah. Oh, okay. That's one thing that's No changed. Bible. And trying to etch out worship a little bit. So, yeah, fun and games. Yeah. Just, just play the games. You're the game guy. I'm the game guy. You're no, the I'm game just guy, baby. So they call you Bob Barker? Uh, yeah. So in youth ministry, uh, when I was in it 10 years plus years ago, uh, we used to have this uh, running joke of kind of other duties as assigned. Uh, yes. Because, yes. like, we always said, like, uh, what was it? Ministry was in, happened during the interruptions of our schedule. So, like, yeah. on our schedule, we're trying to get the service and stuff planned for Wednesday, but our true ministry happened when we'd get a phone call. Uh, this is a true story. Got a phone call where it was a summer, parents were at work, and this kid who was in seventh grade put a bolt on his finger and it was stuck. Oh, no. And so we had, <laughs> Rusty and I had to go over to his house and get the bolt <laughs> off his finger. Just butter up his finger and pull it off? What'd you do there? Uh, basically, yeah, we buttered up his finger, used some pliers, tried to cut it off a little bit. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, just one of those weird. Yeah. There was another one where we were getting ready to play. Uh, we were having, like, it was before, like, laser tag was popular, or able to play at a youth ministry event. Uh-huh. But it was, like, this uh, super soaker thing where everybody had a target that they attached to them, okay. and the water would disintegrate the target. And so if you were hit, um, that's your Wait, target Dusty. would be gone. You allowed kids to point guns at each other? With water in them. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. The Wild Wild West? No wonder yeah, why. The, yeah, Wild West back then. No wonder why you're no longer in the stream. <laughs> well, to test out whether or not that would work for what we're wanting, mm. I had to wear it while Rusty sprayed me with a hose to see how long it would take yeah. for for that thing. You to, couldn't put uh, it up against a wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we could have. Yeah. <laughs> That's youth ministry logic, though. I mean, it really is. Well, you just don't know. you got to... 
the real life situation kids are going to be running around getting soaked with water exactly so. exactly <laughs> that's so, so have good. you what are, what are some of the things you've had to deal with in the other duties as assigned aspect you know there's a lot so in my, my actual title at, at Hill Spring is associate pastor, and student ministry is one that runs under that. But um, so that, you don't even want to be like associated with student ministry. <laughs> that's a, so your- no, I'm very. I, that is a pet peeve of mine. I'm very proud to be a student pastor. <laughs> I, I know so many student leaders and pastors, uh, student pastors that just want to be a senior pastor, and they could care less about youth ministry. And I think that is so toxic. Well, I, we did a podcast. That's like the natural stepladder of working up in a company. You know, mm-hmm. that's how you kind of work up. You start children's yeah. ministry or music ministry, and then you become youth yeah. pastor, then yeah. associate pastor. It's not like pastor. you have a calling to be a pastor. You have a calling yeah. to be a youth that's, pastor. And then, yeah. oh, now it's a, a That's associate. one of our pet yeah. peeves is the higher up you go in the church, the higher your income goes. So, yeah, well, exactly. So God you might, calls me to hire more, you know. You might be called youth ministry, and I know people that are in their 50s and 60s that are still mm-hmm. called youth youth ministry but their budget wise they have to pursue the higher up you know no and 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 that's real i understand that um i just i i know a lot of guys and it's usually young 20s reform guys and i love reform theology but it is those guys that and maybe i'm pigeonholing too much there but it's those guys that are a little bit above teaching students and I just, I can't, I can't get with that, man. I just, the students are too important, too valuable. They're the Satan is trying to steal a generation away. Um, he's always been trying to do that, but he's really, I mean, just this generation is having a, there's a lot going on and to just look at it as a stepping stone is so pathetic to me. I, I just, I can never understand that. Um, duties that are, um, Man, I had a ton of things, man. I, I am a professional carpet cleaner. I'm a professional. I've learned how to work websites, graphics. I've learned um, how to clean toilets. I'm a van guy. I know how to plan marriage retreats, even though I'm not married. Um, I, there is tons of different things that come under that um, realm. I, so a few things that have happened. Um, I have had odd – like every pastor has to move someone at some point, right? Like we always have to get out and start moving somebody. Um, and randomly. So I remember I was at a house and I was helping someone move. I have a big phobia about snakes. Um, I don't know if you guys love snakes. They're disgusting and they're evil creatures. No, because the Bible tells me you strike them with my heels. So exactly. And, and you should. And so I'm helping this one guy move and dude, he is, uh, he's a blessing from God, obviously. <laughs> L- little messy though. Little messy guy. So, and he failed to tell me that in the process of moving him that he had a, a python. And if he would have told me that, I would have been cool because, you know, Python's in a cage and whatever. Well, but the Python's not in a cage, right? So we're hanging out and <laughs> we're start- yeah, we're starting to move everything and we're getting things around. And this place is pretty, pretty bad. You know, it's pretty nasty. There's cockroaches everywhere, stuff like that. Well, I'm lifting up his couch and we're getting one side of it. And as I lift up his couch, this Python falls onto my arm. I thought, what? the heck and did you say heck I, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so um, <laughs> yeah yeah so we it, it was a uh, it was disgusting so th- th- there's one of those so you're always a mover um i have had numerous and and many times where i've this one might not work for this podcast oh no <laughs> um 
So I took a group of teenagers. Our our, junior, our, our youth ministry is very junior high centric. And so, and I don't think this is going to work, but um, um, these uh, young girls that coming into age have their female things happen. And um, I don't know anything about that stuff. So for me to just call it their female things already, I don't know what it means. Um, but at one point I was, uh, we had, were on a mission trip and I don't know how it all happens, but every single one of them had their first period that trip and at least there are at least six of them code blue code blue yeah and they're coming to tell me and and, and my leaders are trying to talk in code like oh they just need to go here i'm like like we're, we're doing mission work i'm like no they don't need to go there we need to be right here right now and i'm yelling at them and i'm <laughs> screaming at them and then i realize oh there's something else going on and so i'm gonna buy a bunch of tampons and all that kind of stuff and i still have a backpack from that mission trip that is like loaded full of tampons right so i'm a, I'm a tampon carrier at this point um, never again will you have to make a late night walmart run no never <laughs> never again so there's that it man there's so many things that come under that man there's so many different things that happen you got to come up with stupid games in youth ministry um got to keep them entertained to some extent i'm not a, about entertainment and student ministry the whole time but you got to do something to, to break 20 minutes and so um there's a lot of different things but yeah i love i love those roles though i would not change um no i would change some things but i wouldn't change uh the path of ministry that i've been on for the last couple years for anything it's been great so did i answer that question because I don't think I did. I didn't know what that question was. <laughs> I think was. you did two stories at the same time. Did, I, I did. I, I mean, I, I don't. What that's happened, I preach. What happened to the snakes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what happened in that in that situation was I dropped the couch. I said I put the middle fingers up and I walked out the door. All right? So I'll be honest on that one. So um, yeah. So that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Just... See, a snake wouldn't have bothered me. The roaches would have. Ugh. Yeah, you know Those what? Creep me out. I grew up pretty poor, and so we grew up with a lot of roaches. Well, so did I. So, did uh, you have a clean house? No. Do you have roaches? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't. It does bother me. Like that's disgusting, but. Mm-hmm. Eh. And I think it's because it takes me back to my childhood, which is something I've always tried to forget. Yeah, that's cra- isn't that crazy? Yeah. You grow up like that, and you like I have this. I have this lingering fear in my head that I'm going to one day be back in that situation. I don't know why. <laughs> Are you married? I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have this feeling that if I got married, the woman's going to divorce me, which, I mean, obviously, probably it's going to happen. But um, It's happened to me, bro. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. yeah, look at his tattooed finger. Uh, uh, your mouth. Oh, do you have a tattoo of it? I have my wedding. That's cool. That's cool. No, that's fine. So, <laughs> head down. This is sad. <laughs> uh, but I, I do. I feel like I'm going to move. It's 49th Street in St. Springs. I'm going to move back to that area. And I just, I have a passion to not do that so but yeah well there's there's generational sin too that's always worried me like i grew up with a family that's really into the drunk scene and the bar scene so i stayed away from alcohol for a very long time just Mm -hmm. just thinking that you know something like that could have a hold of me which is funny like alcohol doesn't but just I do have a really bad addictive person. So the guy who had a kegger on his twenty first birthday? Uh, a root beer kegger. It was root, beer. root beer. Okay. Yeah. That's youth ministry right I there. didn't start drinking until idea. I was like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, do you, do you guys like beer? Yes. Or is that yeah. we beer I, people? I brew beer. Do you really? Yeah, for oh, fun. That's cool. That's cool. I You want one? It's only nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> hey, no lie. JK. I did have one yesterday at nine thirty. But that kind of day already. Thursday right? was my day off. Okay, it's my only day off of the week. 
So I was like, day drinking. That's when you start having to ask some personal questions about yourself. <laughs> but that was the only one I had yesterday too. So I'm not, you know, drinking has never been a big part of my life. I don't. I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with it. In your moderation, obviously, but I don't. I don't know. I. It's just nasty now. Like I did some in high school, but it's just yeah. It doesn't do anything for you me. You got to find the good stuff. Yeah. But stop drinking the nasty stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like Dusty's I, made some Dr Pepper beer. Uh-huh. He didn't like it. I yeah. liked it. It's it's super high out. Like I usually have a beer before house church. Uh-huh. Uh, we're cleaning house. And it's stuff. not bad that you have to have one. <laughs> no, it's just like <laughs> all these people are coming over. <laughs> chug. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you just got to get in the spirits before you get in the spirit. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But no, we're cleaning That's house biblical. and stuff. And the wife and I uh, both grab one. I accidentally grabbed the 17 point uh-huh. uh, this week. Okay. <laughs> so like, yeah. And I've been doing this eight hour uh, eating only diet. It's called intermittent, yeah, fasting. intermittent fasting. And so I hadn't had very much today because mm-hmm. we have to put off what we're eating till the people get here. And so, yeah, 17 points. Like people got here and I was like, uh, let's get this food going because I need something in my yeah. stomach. Oh, I'm trying to tell them 17 point is not a beer. Yeah, that was, it didn't taste like a beer. <laughs> it did. It was, and I didn't. If I would have noticed, I would have grabbed like a six point or something. But so, do you? Um, and youth ministry because this was a long standing rule, at Dusty. Because you probably would know this. Were you allowed to drink when you were in youth ministry as a leader? Um. Well, one I I didn't. Uh, but it was just because I didn't want to. No. Um. But I think it's all like at my church. No. Well. Here was the thing, like maybe the pastor was okay with okay. it, but my boss was the youth pastor, okay, because um, I was the associate youth yeah. pastor. Yeah. So um, lame, lame under off. his yeah. under his reign, I was not, and that was okay. totally understandable. Yeah. Do you think it would be okay for a youth pastor to drink while they're a youth minister? No, that didn't make sense. But yeah, no, you don't think so? Mm-mm. Why? Because <clears throat> it's very easy to overdo it. Okay, and if you overdo it, you lose control of yourself. And that's when something can happen. Like when my daughter has friends over, mm-hmm. I do not drink, period. Okay. Um, if I know somebody's coming over, I don't drink. But You drink it, when my son comes over. <laughs> you're that's drunk different. right now. Yeah, that's you're true. Drunk right now. And and typically, Dusty. But but it's a, right. we're together. Right. Yeah. We're together for life. Oh, that's cute. His son is actually probably my son. Oh, wow. <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> my daughter's probably his out. daughter. Okay, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, I, so I have uh, a couple of youth pastor friends of mine that they don't mind drinking. Um, my thing always was, I'm telling these kids not to drink. Well, uh, it's different, know. though, because like, it's the I, law. I know there's you know? law there, but a 14-year-old kid's not going to understand. They just don't see that. Yeah. And, and and maybe we should give them a healthy respect of those things, but they don't see that. They just say, "You tell me I can't, um, but you do." So how does that? How does that? Mm-hmm. How do I work that out? So and I get that, and that's that's especially like uh, like if you're in leadership, you probably don't post. You know, you, uh, I guess it's not on the podcast. We were talking about your trip to New York City. That's a video you don't want to post on your yeah. social media. No, that's a video I deleted. I didn't want ever. I didn't even want to see that. That was bad. Yeah. You know, or like, uh, you know, if you're going out with drinks with friends, like I, I remember because I grew up with the no drinking, never, ever policy. That was just the Baptist, the Baptist kind of view way of it at the time. and yeah. kind of the legalistic, mm-hmm. um, being brought up that way. Yep. 
So when I moved to Tulsa and I saw the worship pastor, like I was at a place uh, having dinner, and I saw the worship pastor at a live church, and he was drinking a beer, I was just like mind blown. Yeah. Like, And then I find out like all these people in our church are drinking and smoking, yeah. and they're fine with that. But I'm like, wait a minute, like... I thought this whole time, like that, if you did that, you were not a Christian. <laughs> like it was well, kind of my process. But. And I, I, we are Southern Baptists by nature. Um, we're not. Um, we don't lead that way. I think we're Southern Baptists only because it would cost a hundred thousand dollars to get that off our name. And there's a funding you probably what? Oh, we don't get any funding. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we we fund them. So, oh, that's true. You got yeah, to. They don't, they don't give us anything. So. Um, you don't get your hundred dollar a quarter check. From no, no, not at all. That's such a joke. Um, we, I don't, I don't know. I don't. They get maybe lunches. I should say all this, but right? huh? they give lunches. I've been to a lunch. They, you just have to go to. Why them. would? Yeah, you got to go to. Them. Why would I want to go sit around with a bunch of pastors and all they're going to do is talk about how big their church is, how awesome they are? When if you Number went to the drop. church, there's only thirty people there, yeah. and they're not that great. They're, so. they're they have three services, but you're counting the same workers every service. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a, hey. it's a joke. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, but it, so that's that's crazy in itself but i don't know i mean i do have a tough i, I will I, I do have a tough time um with like cool people trying to be cool so i'm so edgy because i drink and i smoke like dude oh, i wear jeans in a bulbit <laughs> yeah i mean like okay you're, you're you're not 18 years old like you're not like shocking, you know, the, the gospel shocking. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not you drinking and, and flaunting your freedom because you think you're all, like, that's so, that's so immature to me. I don't, I don't get it. And I'm not saying you guys do that. I'm not, I'm not, I might even do some of it, but it's just stupid. I, I, don't, I don't get it. So I, I'm cool with people drinking. I don't care if people smoke cigars. Charles Spurgeon, my hero of the faith was a big cigar smoker. And, um, I guess that's whatever, but I, I don't know. So. I, I think that's like that gray area and it's yeah. kind of whatever you're trying to, if you're trying to bring the kids up where they don't have that desire yeah. to drink, then you probably shouldn't be drinking, you know, yeah. as part of that. And, yeah. I, and I think that drinking is a good thing and you can worship God with it, but, um, like, not me. Like when I went to a Hills, Hills, a Hillsong, I almost said Hillspring, Hillspring. United because you told yeah, me a Hillspring story. United concert. We Hillsong so United and, uh, and we went awesome. to a brewery, brewery tour uh-huh. beforehand. Did they, so that was a Hillsong spirit. put it on or? No, no, no. Oh. Like, we, were, we were in Oklahoma City. <laughs> so I say now that's why I know why they have so many people. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. And why Free beer for everybody. That's why their hands are always flowing around yeah. and they look like hippies at Woodstock. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we do that like because uh, one of the things my wife and I we do brewery tours together. Okay. So like if we're in Dallas, we try to find one in Dallas. Okay, you know? oh, man. And yeah. uh, and so that's that's kind of what we do. And so yeah. any anywhere we go out of town, we try to find. And it's usually because you know beer nowadays, like they got all these microbreweries, yep. and they all have their different spin on something. Yep. So we just we take and there's like these little cups. You get a flight, and so it's not very much alcohol, okay. but you can try. A little bit of each, and it's it's kind of fun for us. Anyway. I do food tours basically. I just go anywhere there's food. Well, that's that's that definitely the Baptist way. Yeah, hey, yeah. So drinking is is horrible. Gluttonies, go for it. <laughs> do do what you got to do, man. That's yeah, pretty much. Know, yeah, you're just living for Jesus at that point. So yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I've lived that gluttony life. So yeah, me too. That's uh, I, I've tried so many different diets and stuff. Right now, I'm doing this. I only eat for an eight hour period of day of the day. And then mm-hmm. for 16 hours, I'm just drinking water and such. Yeah. And so I'm, it's called intermittent fasting. And that's the only thing that I've actually been losing weight on. Like I've, I've given up pop before 
and didn't lose anything. And it's that uh, two days a week, I kind of basically do a, f- a 500 calorie fast. Okay, yeah. And then uh, the rest of the days, um, normal eating, just con- condensing the amount of time I eat through the day. So no, no, I have a buddy named Neil that does the exact same thing, and he, does, I mean, he's lost a ton of weight. He's cut, man. He works out all the time yeah. with this. I'm I'm down 10 pounds in about yeah. four weeks, and so. Does he just fun. ask your sister how she did it? Yeah, my sister working out like crazy. Oh yeah, did you go have the surgery? If you want to, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. Just figure out how to get that. That my can can you still stable. have a surgery after you had a sex change? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know what? It was hard whenever they uh, would not take out my breast implant. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's like 20 pounds right there. Exactly, and so yeah, no, Damn, um, those are big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much boobs weigh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, so. This is out of control. <laughs> this is out of control. Let's roll it. This is part because you are on a podcast. I forgot to mention this. You are on the Pastor's Life podcast. Yeah, we are making a comeback. We haven't done anything in like six months, but we recorded one yeah, a couple days ago. So yeah, that's that us too. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. So uh, my my pastor Brent Kellogg and Pastor Steve Allen from Harvester name drop. Yeah, no, <laughs> those names aren't worth two dropping. name drops. Um, uh, they're on it, and we just talk about life. Talk about um, actually, honestly. We just make fun of each other for about 30 minutes and then call it good. And then sometimes Jesus gets brought up, so it's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, then there's sometimes where this kind of conversation happens and you just kind of cut to silent noise for a second or a little yep, yeah. music while that... We did that. So we, we would... Me and Steve and I have a little bit of a... We just kind of make fun of each other a little bit too much. And sometimes it gets maybe borderline inappropriate. So I cut some of it out. And I actually got a few emails from people that are like... Either they were offended that we would do that, or they thought they wanted to hear the the real version. Of it. So um, <laughs> yeah. the Baptists were the ones who were offended. By the way, just to let you know that. So like, sounds I, about right. Yeah. I can't believe you guys have so, so much unwholesome talk. Between, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've honestly you should like, hear me preach. Then, if you want to see that, so. I have been to youth pastor conferences and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's some pretty crazy ones out there that you're <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, oh yeah. How are you in youth ministry? Oh, like, yeah. oh, is yeah. this how you act like all the time? Man, people just. Ha- there is a lack, and this is crazy because we I just had this whole conversation <laughs> that doesn't show this, but there's a lack of holiness that uh, <laughs> people have, and and I have personally. So I'm not I'm not feeling like there's a lack of holiness, and like the Lord's been speaking to me over the last year, and especially in the last three four months about just what holiness means to me as a person, what holiness is is in my relationship with Christ, and um, I do I, I try even though you might not understand it sometimes I try to to at least ask God, what am I saying? Is it, is it worth saying? Is it worth uh, doing? I, I I don't know. So, Well, that's the Christian life is you're always just, what's the, what's the step to, uh, oh gosh, I'm, I do celebrate recovery. So it's like, uh, part of the steps is to look at your day mm-hmm. and kind of examine yourself. Yep. And so then next tomorrow you can do yep. better. Uh, Martin Luther said all of a Christian's life is repenting. And that's that's where it's come to. And my, I'm thirty. I turned thirty last year, and that is where it is. All of my life is repenting and and looking back and and all that. So, I agree. So I, I told you we visited this church where uh, it's called Cornerstone, and yeah. it's a new church plant, and it's just funny. But because um, I remember being a part of Angus, and we tried to do a push to change the name because mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons people weren't coming. You know, it was because yeah. our name is stupid. Yes. Um, yep. It doesn't have anything else to do besides the thing, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, methodology, no. But, but we, my wife and I, were sitting in the parking lot and we we're watching people go up. And she was like, 
you know, this this uh, pretty younger crowd at this church. I'm surprised because it was a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. My first time going to a, it was, what is it, contemporary Methodist, I guess, pastors in jeans. Is that a thing? I guess now. It, is. it was an Asbury church plant is what okay, it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I said, honey, they're not younger people. We're just older. Like we're uh, in our <laughs> we're in our thirties now. So uh, that realization, <laughs> that realization, stuff. yeah, that yeah. that's like you, we got to be honest with yeah. ourselves here. Like we're the older crowd bringing people down. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a my I have a theory that these a lot of these pastors that are really going like these younger guys, um, what are they going to do in ten years? Because like everyone gets old. Like it doesn't change. So what? Like what? How are you gonna try? How are you gonna transition it out of of this youth mindset of everything's gotta be cool and edgy and there gotta be lights and all this crazy? Like what are you gonna do when you guys start getting older? You what transition you- to life church. Yeah, and that's true, and that's you, that has been a big part of it. Hey, our friend Isaiah just became the this campus, campus pastor. pastor at Bill? Yeah. yeah, I love Isaiah. Campus Bill. pastor, yep. campus uh, pastor at Jinx. He's he's a good. And man. then his wife Britton is the uh, was teaming up with the children's ministry. The main, yeah. yeah, she's one of the main coordinators now. She goes to Edmond once a week. And I don't, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of pushback from a lot of pastors I've heard about life church. They don't like it. They think, you know, you go hide all, and, and maybe, I don't know. I, I've been to like two or three services. I can't speak to their service style or anything. I don't, I, I've heard Craig Rochelle preach, you know? So, um, I don't, I don't know what he has under his ministry, but I, mean, if, if they're growing and they're, and they're building and I love Isaiah bill, I trust Isaiah bill. I think he has a heart for God. I don't, I don't know if they are bad. Maybe you guys have a different, Scene, well, but. I would say you can hide in that church definitely. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I go there because I can hide. You yeah. know, I don't have to like have these fake conversations when I'm walking into this church, this Methodist church. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, okay. No, I can just go in. I mean, they they have people that are greeting you and stuff yeah, as you go. Course. through. I got a caveat to that. Oh, shut your mouth! I have to go to like Broken Arrow to hide. I can't hide at Jinx or well, because most of the people of the churches we've been into in the past now go to, to either Life Jinx exactly. or they go to forty for the first one in Tulsa, yeah, Midtown or whatever it's called. <laughs> so I, if when I go, we have to go to like Broken Arrow if we want to hide. Do you feel like you're getting fed at that church when you yeah, go? Uh, yeah, Good. I do. Good. Well, to an extent, feel like you have to read on your own as well. Of course, like yeah. do your own. No, that's just a mature Christian. So, Matt, thanks for coming in. I don't know. I don't know how much of this podcast we're going to use. <laughs> that's usually what happens when I'm on. I'll, I, I'm going to have to redact some things yep. and uh, save us from the embarrassment. Just don't get me fired. That's all I ask. So. No, I'll Can try. Can you get fired from there? Yeah, uh, you know what? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've, I've reached the line. That, that's a funny topic. We, I guess, we won't get into it. But like, if God calls you to the church, but then the people. Can fire you? Does that are the people speaking for God? As far as God's no longer calling you so here, got to call people to certain churches. Yeah, that's I've always said, been told that where uh, that God's everywhere, go where the money is. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's completely yeah. wise advice, but. Oh. That's, good, that's that's not bad though. I like it. So I, I've failed that one apparently. So, but. 
But thanks for coming, man. Uh, tune in to the Pastor's Life podcast. They'll, they're recording some new ones right now, right? Yes, and, sir. And uh, so you'll be releasing those soon. And check us out. And check them out. Check us out. And uh, again, thanks to Ricardo for uh, providing us our sweet intro and outro music. And thanks to... Uh, uh, you for being here, Matt Barnett. I love Ricardo. I didn't know he put your music on. I was listening. That's cool. Yeah, that, well, he. I bought his CD, and he was like, I was like, can I use your music? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, whatever. He is the idea. most genuinely nice guy he I know. Is, and, I love Ricardo. And, I, love uh, I don't know his family, but I know Ricardo. So anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, tune in, and we'll have something for you. Later. Later.